When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, Happy New Year to you, my friend, and to all of our listeners. Happy New Year as we're now into 2022. Seems very weird to be saying that, but here we are and a new year, but things have not changed with the Sabres as they fell to the Boston Bruins on New Year's Day and a tough loss, which saw the Bruins come from behind. Some bright spots to take away from the game, but mainly the Sabres could not put away Boston and hold on to a lead and drop to 10, 18, and 5 on the season. Taylor, what were some of your takeaways from the game? Well, I guess the main thing is the the incredible pass, the the Tux to Kreb goal. Um, that was really, I mean, that's encouraging. Great to see Tux back out on the ice. Uh, and I could get used to that a few years of a uh, few years of that connection. Make me forget about the other fella that we traded. Uh, I don't remember his name. No. Uh, so the other thing is the 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 Bruins are a big like bugaboo for the Safers now. Like I don't remember the last time we beat them. Got our ass kicked by them last year in the division, and this year it's it's not good. I mean I think this is I think they're zero three against them already. And I was like, oh, oh, they're going to get one over finally on the Bruins. And uh, folks, that did not happen. Rough third period all the way around for the Sabers, and first really bad game UPL's played this year and Taylor Hall scored. So (laughs) tough all around, you could say. Yeah, it was definitely not ideal, but let's talk about the happy parts of this, which is that incredible goal that saw Peyton Krebs just showing unbelievable patience, hands, stick handling ability and vision as well. And ability to anticipate a play all in one where Tage, first of all, first and foremost, I think we do need to give a shout out to Tage on that because he made, a pretty phenomenal pass to Krebs that kind of got the play started where it was a cross ice from one half wall to the other gets it to Krebs. He's able to then maneuver around the sliding defenseman. And I mean, good on talk too to be able to anticipate the play and he finished it off with an incredible shot that went top shelf there. Continuing to see more of the same from Krebs. I mean, obviously that was the highlight goal, but really if there's two things, I know we talked about his skating ability in the last episode, but and if there's two things that have really just jumped off the charts with him, I would say, and I'm curious for your thoughts on this, it's one, of course, his skating as we talked about, but two, my God, the guy can pass. He has some yeah. unbelievable vision and his passes are crisp. He, again, uses his skating to make passes on a dime, you know, find seams through defenders that <laughs> otherwise a lot of players in this league cannot make. He obviously isn't, you know, what we initially wanted out of the trade, someone like Zegris, 
or something like that or Byfield. But I think he's been really impressive for basically the reasons you laid out. Definitely. And I mean, same goes for touch too, uh, for Alex Tuck. I think again, he showed a, another strong game there. Of course it was unfortunate. Like you said, that the Bruins are kind of our boogeyman now and we can't seem to shake them and, and pull one out against them. But I think Tuck is continuing to look solid. And again, in a year where wins and losses are not paramount and it's really just about these guys starting to gel, develop, get better and improve their respective games at the very least, we're starting to continue to see some of those bright spots. And I also have to say, too, that now having Krebs up, I think that it's going to be very hard for the Sabres to eventually have to send him down. But with that being said, I think with Tuck being back, you have Krebs. We'll see whenever Middlestad is going to be available again. But there's going to be when, when we get more into the spring and we're at full strength they're assuming we're close to full strength a lot of our our skill guys being back into the lineup i I think it's going to be really interesting to see how talking krebs being in the mix the the flexibility that it gives them the different line combinations that they're going to be able to try out granado has seemingly this year been pretty consistent in terms of if he's trying somebody out he really tries them out for a while and will run with guys so the combinations we're seeing now, we'll probably see for a bit, but just having Middlestat back in the mix at the same time that Krebs is up here and Tuck is up here. And who knows if Paterka comes back up, if when Quinn gets better, he gets an opportunity to come up just the different combinations up front that they're going to be able to have. And I, I, again, echoing what we had said last episode, I feel like even though it's come with a couple of losses, I feel very, very optimistic about next year. Not to say for, you know, they're going to be a definitive playoff contender or anything like that, but just the fact that there really is hope on the horizon. And I mean, I guess I'm just trying to really cling on to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so there's, there's, I mean, how many guys right now are the Sabres uh, like excited about that they have prospect wise? It's quite a few guys now. It's Krebs is a, He's shown well. Obviously, Paterka, people have been excited about since training camp, basically. Quinn has been a much improved this year. And then, you know, there's so many guys internationally still. Uh, and I goes without saying that Owen Power is also in college right now, but and Devin Levi is also in college. You know, Portillo is uh, in college as well. Uh, Kisikov, Poltapov, Rosine, all these guys. No, they won't all hit, obviously. But I feel like half of those guys being good, solid NHL players, Sabres are in great shape going forward. Definitely, definitely. And it's going to be nice, too, because over the next few years, you know, some of the guys you're talking about with the Russians, they're still probably like two, three years off before they come over. But it'll be nice that over the next, you know, next year, the following year, there's going to be waves of the new guys who are going to be coming through like is Rosen going to be ready to come over to Rochester next year? I don't know. Maybe he needs another year there or maybe they just bring him over so that they can really control his ice time one of the goalies you're going to have to, they're going to, I, I would be shocked if they didn't sign one of them coming out of this year between Portillo and Levi, just because you don't want to run the risk of that. And as long as you can get another guy into the system, then it kind of still, it doesn't necessarily establish a hierarchy per se, because you have to take into account age and development rate and everything like that. But it at least keeps the pipeline going because UPL is going to be up full-time next year. I think that that goes without saying at this point. So to get another one of the young marquee guys in Rochester, I think should be paramount to the front office too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I guess there are things to look forward to. On the other hand, uh, I believe they've won five games in the past two months. This is true, but present is not, uh, it's not a good watch right now. I wouldn't say. I mean, it's nice to have UPL playing well, but besides that. You know what is a good watch right now, though? What? 
the playoff team from Western New York that has made the playoffs now four of the past five years and is about to clinch a division title next week against the Jets, the Buffalo goddamn Bills, locking in a playoff spot today. I thought when you said, you know, what's a good watch. I thought you were going to say the Boba Fett show. Oh, um, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was awesome game uh, because the, the Bills threw three interceptions, all of which were terrible. Uh, they muffed a punt, which turned into a safety. And Josh Allen just basically wasn't good throwing the ball at all. And they won by two touchdowns easily. The Falcons are, I said this on Twitter. They are such a drought bills team. There, there's a, a problem I have with, uh, online discourse recently where people look at any bad football thing and are like, Oh, that's such a drought move that that guy's such a drought player. Like the drought is a very specific um, aesthetic. I would say the drought era bills. And oh, it looks yeah. like this, a team that is inexplicably um, in a playoff race, but not really in December in the hunt, you could say yeah. team that's in the hunt team. That's won seven games. And you're like, how do they win that many games? They could play hard and they can kind of run the ball. Uh, their quarterback is a, a real low down buster. Uh, and they play decent defense, but not really great defense. And you're like, Ugh, I don't know. And they stick in a stupid game like this. And then at one point they get a touchdown taken away basically because of taunting. And then they lose by two touchdowns and you're like, man, why did I ever think this team was going to the playoffs? And they punted from the goddamn 32 yard line. That was so bad. I could not believe that. Oh my yeah, God. Net 12 yards. Yeah, that's embarrassing. I mean, I get it with the snow and stuff, but, like, come on. Just kick the field goal. And even if you didn't think you could, then go for it. Like, you're going to really punt from that far. I mean, you're talking about a difference of – that what that didn't end up being a touchback, too, did it, or was it? It was, yeah. Oh my God. It's barely a difference. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That it really is a drought-era Bills move right there. Yeah. Honestly, I had to look it up because I was like, did Dick Jaron change his name to Arthur Smith? <laughs> but it turns out no Arthur Smith is, is his own guy just a fella but yeah I I another thing um they started actually getting going on offense with Kyle Pitts and then he's immediately hurt right right that felt very familiar and Patterson's obviously awesome Tennessee volunteer so, legend so surprising with it I mean his career path has just been so I can't think of another player like that that had jumped around positions and then ends up finding success at like age 30 at his not main position. Right. It's it very weird. Insane. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. Yeah. So the bills are in the playoffs, which is great. One game left against the, uh, the loser jets who they should be able to just beat down. I mean, the jets actually almost won today. They were very, very close to winning. That would have been awesome, man. So that game obviously is not going to be remembered for who won or lost, but uh, the performance, you could say, of uh, one Antonio Brown. Hey, what is it going to take for Cody Eakin to just take his clothes off and leave <laughs> <laughs> one of these Sabres games? With, so has there been anything for – I saw Gronk's interview where he, like, didn't really answer anything about it when he was asked. Is there any kind of explanation, or do we know anything yet on this? Bruce Arians wouldn't talk about it. He just said he's not a buck anymore, so don't ask me about him. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if he actually quit or – Levante Davis, basically. <laughs> I want, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of tell-all coming soon where we will get Brown's side of the story, at least. But of all the things that they – I mean, I know obviously after something like this, it's like, yeah, the guy's not going to be on the team. But that it got to this, I mean, should he have ever been on the team in the first place, really? 
Probably no, not. probably not. <laughs> He's there because Tom Brady vouched for him. Which right, exactly. It's says a lot about that that fellow's character. Yeah, it's it's very strange. And honestly, it's weird. Like they're they're losing that game, but like they already clinched their division. They're probably going to be the two seed in the NFC, the two or the three. I mean, he it, it's a very random time to quit. Well, and it's I like, think- like when Vontae Davis quit, at least it was for a good reason. Right. He's getting roasted. <laughs> He's like, I can't do this anymore. This sucks. Yeah. And he was right. He was, he did suck. So it was probably good on him that he left Brown. I don't, I don't know. And I mean, this is also pretty much his goodbye to the NFL too, because there is just simply no way that anybody, any organization will sign him after something like this. So he's, I mean, whatever it was, he must've realized I'm done playing in the league in general. Cause I mean, he's not going to, he's not going to get another chance. Maybe you could start a podcast with Urban Meyer. Wow. I'm sure that would have a really, really great, diverse listener base. <laughs> yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah. All right. So just to take a break real quick, let's hear from our friends at DraftKings. Hockey fans, that's you guys who are listening to this. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that will make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game in a – win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005. Someone better tell Stephen A. Smith. So you know <laughs> someone's going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 in any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Taylor. Well, before we wrap up today's Monday episode, let's take a look at the week ahead for the Buffalo Sabres. Only one game over the next calendar week as their second game that they were supposed to have against Montreal on January 8th has been postponed due to COVID issues. So we don't hear or we don't get to see the Sabres until Thursday against San Jose at home, seven o'clock start. The next time they'll be on the ice after that is the following Tuesday on January 11th. Versus Tampa Bay, then another Thursday game at Nashville, and then on Saturday the 15th at Detroit. So San Jose is really the only game we'll be able to talk about for the next week or so. Thoughts on San Jose, Taylor? Well, we played them already, uh, and I said last time I'm not – I don't love them this year, and they've kind of fallen off a little bit if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. But what they do have is an Eric Carlson who no longer sucks. Um, <laughs> so that's big. That's huge for them. Yeah, they uh, – I honestly, they're, they're a pretty middling team that might be better than the Sabres still, obviously. But yeah, if UPL plays like he did before Saturday, I like their odds. Are they in San Jose or in Buffalo? Did you say they're in Buffalo. Okay. San Jose weirdly doesn't win in Buffalo. What's that? He's trying to go see Eric Carlson play. No, Um, (laughs) I I've seen him play before. I've got to say I wasn't impressed. Well, how recent did you see him? No, I'm just kidding. I saw, he was great. I saw him in like 2015. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> he probably should have won the MVP that year. So, mm-hmm. so uh, what was I going to say? Oh, San Jose has a terrible record in Buffalo. Like a shockingly yeah. terrible record. Because they've been good pretty much the entire time they've been a franchise. The exception of the first three, four years. Yeah. 
That is shocking. My favorite San Jose memory relating to Buffalo is Jeff Skinner's overtime goal to continue on the winning streak in uh, November of what was it, 2018, right? The 10 yeah. streak. Yeah. It was that, the last, it was the last game. That was amazing. Yeah. That was cool. Remember when we thought Jeff Skinner was going to score 50 goals? He almost did once. <laughs> I think he scored, uh, well, like, did he score five goals last year? Something like that? Seven goals? Something bad, but he's doing a lot better this year. He at least scored against Boston. How True. refreshing is it, assuming he stays healthy, knock on wood, that he's going to be back to being a 20-goal guy? I mean, even though things, generally speaking, a lot of things have gone well this year and a lot of things haven't gone well this year, but I think Jeff Skinner getting back on track is something that we can all smile about. For sure. He's got a great smile, so hopefully he's smiling he really about does. it. really does. It's a party in the USA anytime he steps out on the ice. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I they should play um, – remember the Biggie Smalls, Miley Cyrus remix, Party yeah. in the USA? Oh, yes. They should play that when he scores. Okay, I could get into that. I mean, because that still has the regular chorus in it, though, doesn't it? <coughs> yes. Ah. They should play the entirety of the song. I like that. I believe it's called Party and Bullshit in the USA. Wow, I haven't, that is a blast from the past. That that must have been like late high school, right? Yeah, because Party in the USA came out in like 09. Good God. Wow. I remember remember that, that it was not like really feel old. That one hurt. <laughs> that like just sunk my heart <laughs> in my stomach. 2009. Oh my God. 13 years ago. Ew. Um so did you do you remember we got like a, it was like a newsletter type thing we had in high school. It was not a newspaper. It was like a pamphlet basically. Yeah. It was called like, I don't remember what it was called, but I remember there's an idea for the one story. It got changed. Unfortunately, we were part of that together. Weren't we? I was not in that. No school you publications. Were? No, I just hung out in there. I wasn't actually in the that's class. Probably why. I think I was in that. And that's why I, I could have, I was like, dude, you were definitely at those. Like I would just, I would just leave math and go to that. <laughs> Whatever. There is an idea in my junior year to have the article about homecoming called party in the BTSJ. Oh my God. For, for Bishop time in St. Jude high school. Yeah, man. What a time. Quite a time. Yeah. You know, I got a thing in the mail. <laughs> this is, we're just going a little off the rails here, but I got a thing in the mail from time in like two weeks ago that the branding of it was like, you've been pre-nominated. And I looked inside and I was like, what? And it was for the, the role of honor it was called. And I was like, this definitely seems like a fake thing. It had like a 1-800 number on it. And I was just uh, sketched out by it. And it was because I ended up calling and being like, yeah, I got this thing saying I was nominated for something. I have no idea what it is. And they said that that's what they were using to send out to alumni to try and get them to update their contact information. Needless to say, I did not respond to it. I think I got something like that, too. It, like see? this? Son of a... Wait, but is that what it says on it? Um, it says important notice. No, it doesn't say anything about me being nominated for anything. I guess I'm not nominated. Well, whatever. Not worthy of the role of honor. It's bullshit, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, man. So elsewhere in the world of sports, I mean, there's not much Sabres news to talk about, unfortunately, but we'll see how they do this week against San Jose. But elsewhere, uh, did you see Jacksonville get 50 put on them by the Patriots? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good Lord, Jacksonville. That, that team is running for really the bus with... in a way I've never seen before. I cannot believe... The, I, I didn't start Mac Jones in fantasy. That one, that one hurt. 
The yeah, his numbers were three times in the past month, and then he throws three <laughs> touchdown passes today. Yeah, you would expect him to have better numbers, though, in a game like that. Well, yeah, but, you know, it is not the best when I started Tyler Huntley over him, and Tyler Huntley did not do that well. Well, what did I tell you with Tyler? She can't trust those guys. You're right. It was my mistake. It was my mistake. I'm greatly sorry for it. Ooh, Trey Lance is going off a little bit against the, the Texans. Hell yeah. Let's just, let's just talk about just all the, all the football things today. Straight up NFL. <laughs> yeah. So my, uh, Mills real or not real. What was that? Davis Mills. Is he for real or not? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, he's probably not as bad as he looked against the bills, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't he's put together a good string of games. I mean, he's, I don't think he's a starting quarterback, but I think he's like established that he can maybe be a backup. So good for that guy. Yeah. I and mean, that's true. Next year for sure. A couple years. I mean, he was actually a third round pick, I think. So. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. I wonder, this is an interesting thing. Who is going to be the Texans quarterback next year? Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> that's a good guess. I mean, he's already been there, but I, I could see him going back. I mean, it probably yeah, is Davis um, Mills, honestly. I mean, if they don't take a quarterback in the drafts, but I, it's would, like, I think that they will. They'll probably. I think they're going to draft somebody. Where's Deshaun Watson going to go? I I do not know. Very interesting. Well, I I don't even know what the latest with that is, but yeah, not good. Not good. Hey, look at that That was awesome. Wow. That was probably a good place to end the episode then, I guess. Yeah. Who is your, do you have any recommendations or former Sabre player of the week nominees? Let me see. Do I have any recommendations? Um, season four of the office super fan episodes are out on Peacock and there's some really, really, I've only gotten through a handful of the episodes, but there's some really, really good deleted scenes there. So if you have Peacock and are an office fan, go watch season four. It is probably the funniest one so far. Have you watched any of those at all? No, those are like the extended. Yeah. They add on like 10 minutes to each episode and like they've actually, they either have like some really, really funny scenes in there or, um, just crazy con- like contextual pieces that like add to the story and stuff that you don't know about that kind of like change the story a bit if they were kept in the episode. So it really is pretty interesting. So oh. definitely would recommend, I mean, they're all like, like I said, it's like 25 minutes to like a half hour when the episodes are normally like 19 ish minutes or whatever. Um, so it's pretty good. I would recommend. Uh, and then a former Sabres player. Um, let's go with Jeff Jilson. Hell yeah. So Peacock, that made me remember, we should say, do a quick RIP to NBC Sports. NBC Sports no longer exists. Where's Mike Tirico? the home of hockey. What's that? What's Mike Tirico doing? Um, so NBC? because, no, he was executed because NBC Sports shut down. Wow. Really? Yeah, they put him they down, just, yeah. <laughs> that seems a little bit excessive, but. Oh, that's what I said. I said, hey, there's all these. I mean, it's still going to be games on there. NBC. There's going to be oh. games on Peacock. You still have football. You're going to need a replacement for Al Michaels someday. I mean, he's a human being too, that they just, they just killed a man just because they <laughs> put down a, a, a sports branch. Got it. Guys goes to show how bad NBC sports hockey coverage really was. It's funny that they, even if they did get hockey back, they basically have to hire a whole new NHL crew because they lost everyone because oh. they had to fire Ronick and Milbury like six months apart for separate 
um, really stupid incidents. Right. And Wait, then, so is Mike Tirico anywhere? He's an NBC still. Oh, okay. So he is just doing general NBC. Okay. Yeah, he they didn't actually kill him. That was there was a little goof. That was a little goof on me. So, do I have a recommendation? I don't know. I enjoyed the Matrix series. That was pretty good. I thought. Didn't you I watched you, all of those? Did you not like the fourth one though? I kind of liked it. Oh, it was okay. Interesting. It wasn't uh, particularly subtle. I wouldn't say in the way the first one is. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Pretty cool. Actually, you know what? After all this time, I did not actually um, really grasp what the, the concept of the Matrix was. I watched the first movie like two weeks ago for the first time. I didn't really understand. I, not that I understand it. I just never thought about it, I guess. The, the, the core concept. Yeah. I don't know if the, it's a spoiler alert because the movie came out 23 years ago. Um, but, you know, in the Matrix, it takes place in like the year 2200. And... Uh, no. Which is interesting because everyone dresses exactly like it's 1999. Um, but like basically in the real world, uh, machines have taken over pretty much. And there's very few living humans. And most humans are like basically in like a big pile of goo and they're being used to create batteries by machines. And they just, you just think they're in the matrix. That's basically, it's a fake reality. They're not really there. I know, right? Wow. So, yeah, interesting movie. I want to recommend Rick Licorice Pizza, which I also saw last week. Thumbs up. Good movie, Licorice Very Pizza. Good. Very good. And then my random Sabres player of the episode is Matt Molson, who's still playing in the AHL. Is he with Hershey, or who is he playing for? Yeah, he's with the Hershey Bears. He has uh, 17 points this year, and he is 38 years old. God damn. Wow. Still playing. Yeah. He has kind of a, an interesting career because he was he played minor junior for the Guelph Dominators. He played NAHL with Springfield, Springfield Spirit, huh? Went to Cornell, played in the AHL. He didn't really have his first like I forgot he played for the Kings. He didn't have his first like good season until he was like 27 years old. Wow. Yeah, very interesting. Anyway, I'm also awesome. what do we learn here today? The Bills are good. The Sabres might be good eventually. The Jaguars are bad. Mm. NBC Sports is dead. And Mike Tirico is alive. Yeah. Mike Tirico is technically still alive. Well, see ya. <laughs> I feel like I've learned so much. Wow. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both of the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, whatever streaming platform you're listening to right now, as well as whatever social media platforms that you're on. And make sure you're doing the same for us. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres, on Twitter at Straight Sabres. And wherever you are listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed to us. We would very, very much appreciate it. Very excited for all of the fun things to come in 2022. So once again, everybody, we wish you a very happy new year and we'll talk to you on Thursday. This has been Straight Up Sabres. 